The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. House Republicans have put a stop to two proposed constitutional amendments that Democrats had been fighting for. Whitney Evans has more details. The Democrat-controlled legislature voted last year to strip Virginia's now-defunct gay marriage ban from the Constitution. It defines marriage as between one man and one woman. But on Tuesday, a GOP-led committee cut that proposal short without explaining why. Delegate Don Adams was in tears when she told committee members why getting rid of this language is so important. She said she and her partner of 19 years have struggled to gain the acceptance of their conservative Catholic parents. My parents are wonderful people in many ways, but they're deeply religious. And I barely survived to be here because of this. Lawmakers also took up a constitutional amendment restoring the voting rights of people who were previously incarcerated for a felony conviction. Richard Walker had his rights restored in 2012. Speaking to VPM, he recalled the haunting words of a Virginia state senator during a constitutional convention 100 years ago. Carter Glass indicated in that convention that keeping these individuals from voting is a means and a ways to keep the darkies out of our government. And it hasn't been revoked, repealed since then. Virginia lawmakers are required to approve a proposed constitutional amendment two years in a row. If it passes, voters take it up in a referendum. Whitney Evans, VPM News. The Virginia Senate voted on party lines yesterday to reject the nomination of Andrew Wheeler for Secretary of Natural and Historic Resources. The former EPA administrator has drawn criticism for his history of working with fossil fuel interests. Patrick Larson reports. Senator Chap Peterson, Democrat of Fairfax, spoke in favor of removing Andrew Wheeler from a list of appointments made by Governor Glenn Youngkin. Peterson pointed to several rollbacks to clean power and emissions rules made by Wheeler's EPA, as well as reports that he'd ignored agency scientists on clean air standards. And I know Mr. Wheeler can say, well, I did the best I could within my limited sphere, and I understand that. But sometimes you got to do a little bit better than that. Republicans in the Senate argued that the governor generally gets their way on appointments. Peterson agreed, but said he was concerned that Wheeler would not carry out the secretary's charge of preserving public resources for the public good. Patrick Larson, VPM News. An Albemarle County parent filed a complaint with the attorney general saying their school district's COVID policies are discriminatory. According to the Daily Progress, the parent claims unvaccinated students receive different treatment than their vaccinated peers due to weekly testing and self-quarantine requirements. Health department officials have repeatedly said specific policies are up to the discretion of the school districts. Since the testing requirements have been in effect, a school district spokesperson says no student-athletes have had to quarantine because of contact with COVID-positive teammates. This week, the Virginia Supreme Court decided not to consider a Chesapeake case challenging Governor Glenn Youngkin's mask-related executive order. UVA law professor Rich Schrager says it was a procedural dismissal. They didn't consider the merits of the lawsuit. And they drop a footnote that says we're not ruling on the 
legality of the governor's order. That means the injunction, put in place by an Arlington judge last week, still stands. It allows school boards to mandate masks in schools until there's a final decision in the case. Meanwhile, a current law requiring school boards to follow CDC guidelines to the maximum extent possible expires in August. Members of the Senate yesterday signaled support for a bill that allows parents to opt out of local school mask mandates. Two major roads in Fairfax County are currently named for Confederate generals. They could get new names if the county follows suggestions from a panel asked to study the matter. Margaret Barthel from partner station WAMU has more. The Confederate Names Task Force recommended that Fairfax change the names of Lee Highway, Route 29, and Lee Jackson Highway, Route 50. A handful of task force members expressed concerns that renaming the roads would erase history and be costly to local businesses. But Task Force Chair Evelyn Spain pushed back. It's not the intention to erase history, but to bring forth equity and inclusion. Next, the board will evaluate feedback from residents and businesses along the two highways at a meeting in June. That was Margaret Barthel reporting. Richmond took similar action in 2020, renaming the former Jefferson Davis Highway, which was named after the president of the Confederacy, to the Richmond Highway. Transportation officials in Chesterfield County are asking for community input on extending bus service along the Midlothian Turnpike. The six-mile route would go from Chippenham Parkway to Walmart Way, just past Chesterfield Town Center. Last month, the county released a feasibility study that looked at potential stops, pedestrian infrastructure, and a cost analysis to extend the route. To share your thoughts on changes to the bus route, go to route60survey.com. A deaf Chesterfield pup will be playing in Sunday's Puppy Bowl. According to the Richmond Times-Dispatch, a nearly one-year-old pit bull mix named Izzy will be playing on Team Fluff, which is facing off against Team Rough. Izzy was adopted by the Watson family of Chesterfield County through the Virginia-based nonprofit Green Dogs Unleashed. The show was filmed last year before she was adopted, so she'll be identified during the game by her former name, Bunny. She is one of She's one of dozens of puppies featured on the show, which highlights rescue dogs from around the country and the organizations who care for them. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> 